You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Find the podcast for your team, NFL, NBA, MLB, fantasy sports, all covered here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the Charlotte Hornets for Fan Rag Sports. I'm joined by David Walker. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com. David, how are you? I'm all right, Doug. I'm going to be clearing my throat. Let me clear my throat a lot. Nah, 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 nah. So, so uh, I'm going to clear my throat. I'm going to go mute and clear my throat. Then I'm going to come back. You won't even know. You won't even know what happened. If I hadn't told you, you wouldn't even know what's going on. So just carry on. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait patiently for that. While you do that, I'm going to tell everyone that you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. You can follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. And I'll also tell you that on this show, we have the great Pete Gwelly. I'm calling him the chief from now on. He is the chief sales and marketing officer for the Charlotte Hornets. He's here to tell us all about Steve Smith night coming up on Saturday, March 10th. Tip off 5 p.m. The Hornets take on the Suns. But more importantly than that, more importantly than the game that will be happening, is that they will be giving away free stuff, a free bobblehead of Steve Smith to the first 7,500 fans. So that's exciting. But more exciting than that is that we are going to give away one of these bobbleheads to one of the listeners out there. Uh, If you join our Patreon page, Patreon, if you haven't heard about it, is our uh, exclusive member site, patreon.com forward slash LOH. All kinds of benefits uh, of joining our Patreon page for as little as $1. You can get entered to win this bobblehead, the Steve Smith, Carolina Panthers, but with a classic Hornets jersey bobblehead. It it makes a little bit more sense when you consider what Steve Smith has done for the Charlotte community. It's confusing at first. It confused us at first. I'm a little bit more on board after talking to the chief, Pete Gwelly. You'll hear him in a few moments. Uh, but hit up Patreon. Check it out. I just had one of our Patreon members yesterday two days ago, uh, basically messaged me on Patreon and say, hey, can you give me some podcast tips? I said, you are a Patreon member. Of course I can give you some podcasting tips. So uh, that's the kind of thing. You get direct access to us. You can message us on there, and I respond very quickly. So if you have Hornets questions, if you have Patreon, or if you have podcasting questions, uh, it's a great place. It's a great place to be to talk to other Hornets fans as well. Okay, Hornets take on the Nets tonight in Charlotte. First of all, David, are you okay? I'm good, man. Yeah, okay. except for what I said earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm All right, I just I forgot. I didn't want to move too quickly before I. Me. Well, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I just want to check on you. So much excitement. I just want to make sure you're yeah. okay. I want to make sure the Hornets are okay, too. This is a tough, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure our listeners are okay because this is a difficult time for the Hornets because, yeah. I, you know, we called last episode time of death because we felt like really the playoff hopes were not mathematically extinguished when they lost the Philadelphia 76ers, but probably were realistically extinguished. And so right. now the next few weeks are going to be a, a lot of just learning about what the Hornets have and what they don't have. 
and hopefully they will fill that front office position sooner rather than later so that that person can come in and find out what they have and don't have. Uh, But David, it doesn't really behoove them to lose right now, right? I mean, as we look ahead to this Nets game tonight, it, it, it doesn't make any sense for the Nets to lose it either because they don't have a first-round pick, as was explained to me by, <laughs> by Locked On Nets when I made a right. Nets tanking joke. They made sure to get in there and give me a good ribbing. So the Nets don't have a pick, so they're going to be fighting to get better. The Hornets have a first-round pick, but David, they don't have a lot of room to make that pick much better, right? Yeah, they don't have a lot of wiggle room either way, I guess. I mean, until they're mathematically out of it, you, you feel like Steve Clifford and the guys are going to do all they can to improve their chances. But, uh, you know, you can see some of this starting to wear on them, I think. It's just been a long, frustrating season. So they'll keep going. I think they have to continue to mix in young guys like Monk and Bacon and see what they have in those guys. They have to. I mean, they just don't have a lot of, another, a lot of uh, room for improvement in other areas from outside the roster, I should say. So they got to figure out what they got there, get them a little time on the floor. I think that's probably what we're going to be seeing, which, hey, Doug, I mean, a lot of people may want to see that. Youths. Let's see the youths <laughs> get on the court a little more. Yeah, the Hornets are 28-37 and 37 right now. They've lost four in a row. But the Knicks are right behind them in 11th place, and they've lost five in a row. And they are at 24-41. and 41. So, and then there's a level below that that's like 22 games, 20 game wins. And then in the Western Conference, same kind of deal. Like the Hornets are right with the Lakers at 29 and 35. The Kings, Mavericks, Suns, Grizzlies are all in that 18 to 20 win range. I mean, the thing is, if you, if you enjoy the Hornets and you enjoy Steve Clifford and want to see Steve Clifford back in Charlotte next season, then there's not much room they can maneuver unless they go on a historic losing streak to end the season, which I think would result in Steve Clifford losing his job. So if you enjoy the Hornets and you enjoy Steve Clifford, then you want this team to do reasonably well because I think Max, really, they can get to the ninth pick. Right now they're sitting at the tenth pick. I think they max out at the ninth pick. Yeah, and like you said yesterday, the NBA is already – Slapping guys, slapping teams on the wrist for for uh, tanking, actively tanking, sitting guys. I mean, given the schedule the Hornets have, I think they'd have to sit some of their main guys uh, to lose some of these games because the teams they're playing, aside from the Nets, I mean, they they will be trying to improve their draft position. You feel like, and they're just not as good as the Hornets are, at least uh, on paper. You never know what can happen on any given night, but uh, they'd have to, I think, make a change and sit Kemba most notably and. That would send up a red flag, I feel like, with the league office. The Nets come into this game also with a four-game losing streak and a 10-game road losing streak that they are trying to uh, get rid of. The Hornets got a 111-96 victory over the Nets back on February 22nd. That was the first game off of their All-Star break. They'll need a similar contribution from Dwight Howard that they got in that last contest. 15 points, 24 rebounds. He almost set a uh, career high for himself. I think that was at 26 rebounds. Uh, And then Kimba after the game saying that's what he does. He gets every rebound. He dominates the paint. It showed in his numbers. 24, that's unbelievable, man. We're going to need that from him every night if we want to make a push. We're going to need that Dwight Howard to be there every night for us. I think that's been the one of the more interesting things to me about Dwight Howard's first year in Charlotte is how 
much the how much the other players have gotten along with Dwight and and encouraged Dwight to do the things that Dwight is doing. Uh, maybe they might. I don't know. I'm speculating here. They might not be huge fans of the mid range jump shot, <laughs> but generally they have had the opinion that if Dwight does well, the team does well, which hasn't always been the case. You know, you look back at Atlanta and Houston. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of love for Dwight Howard and the way he plays the game, and no. and I think it's been a little different here in Charlotte. Feels like it. I mean, we're getting down to the end of the season, and there hasn't been a lot of locker room talk. Even the Lance Stevenson stuff, like we didn't have uh, hard evidence that there was stuff going on. Like there wasn't a big incident, but I think everyone could feel it, and there were reports, you know, that just things weren't right. That hasn't been the case, at least off the court. I think Dwight always does a lot of stuff in the community, but he's also put up the stats, you know. I mean, it's tough when he's out there and he's played. See, has he missed a game? He has not, no. He missed yeah, he missed he that time missed a, in the, a few games ago when he had to leave uh, for the the back or the when his rib his rib popped right. out. <laughs> right. He was that'll get you. <laughs> he was missing that'll a rib. You. Yeah, so he's been durable and when half the roster, most everyone else has been out for a little bit of the season at least. Um, you know, he's he's been an example of, of how to stay on the floor. But it'll be interesting, right, Doug, because this is the first time Dwight Howard's going to miss the playoffs, which is crazy to think about. Um, but how does he handle that? How do they handle that? Is he, you know, still auditioning for to stick around next year? You know, I mean, everyone's going to be looked at. And Well, he's uh, under contract, so. Well, sure, you know, all, sure, all, sure. I'm you just know. saying there's been asked. You know, will they trade him? Will they? Will they just tell him to go home? <laughs> Which I don't. I don't see happening. Um, but I'm saying just to show his worth and show his place on this team because the wins have not been there. You can't argue that. At practice yesterday, we got an update on Michael Carter Williams. He was going in for a second opinion yesterday. I would be very surprised to see him play tonight. Uh, that means another shot for Malik Monk to run the offense. What do you want to see from Monk tonight? Oh, uh, it's hard to ask him to make a huge jump from night to night, Doug. I know that you hold him to a higher standard, um, but just continued improvement. And I think the thing you mentioned the other night was like just appear to be comfortable or look comfortable, look more under control. Um, that's the big thing for him, uh, running that second unit. That's something that's easy going to have to work on as the point guard. And that's the thing uh, I think that would be the most encouraging to see him have some success. Of course, hit his shots. And that's the other thing. Didn't hit a ton of jumpers the other night. That's his thing. Uh, he's kind of got to do that. That's thing. when you when you say that I hold him to no, a higher hold him that. to a higher standard. I want him to hit jump shots. If that <laughs> if that qualifies as holding him to a higher standard, then then so be yeah. it. <laughs> You don't ask Michael Carter Williams to do that. <laughs> right. Right, because that's not expected from him. He wasn't really – even when he was drafted by the 76ers, that was kind of a known thing, that his jump shot was was a work in progress and and has, has remained so. I, I want to go back to these comments that Clifford made pregame uh, um, in the last game about Malik Monk. And I want to read them again for the people that may not have been listening or that are listening for the first time. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. It's a daily podcast about the Charlotte Hornets. We got Pete Gwelly coming up in a few moments as well. But I want to talk about these comments that Clifford made before the game 
against the Sixers about Malik Monk uh, because he was going to be taking over the backup point guard position for Michael Carter-Williams for the first time since uh, his injury. And here's what Clifford said. What I talked to him about today is when he's playing at the point, it's an adjustment for him. I know he can do it. He has a lot of NBA point guard skills because he can play the pick and roll, which is a big part of it. It's the organizational aspect and then still playing to his strengths. I talked to him this morning, and we're, gonna, we're going to run less sets, so I think it will be easier for him to organize the group. And I think his priority should be, if it's not a pick and roll for him, get the ball to the appropriate person that the play is being run for. And then, when the ball gets back to him, he needs to play like he's always played. I think that, in the simplest form, will give him the best way to start in this point guard thing, which is important for his career. I didn't really make this point, though. So that's that's the quote. Unquote. I forgot to say unquote. That's the end of the quote. <laughs> I didn't make this point yesterday, David. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that this worried me a little bit. And well, I don't know like if the it, simplification of everything, right? Or, or right, yeah. that that things would have to be simplified to the point where you are running less plays. This deep into the first season. And I don't know how many sets are being run in Utah for Donovan Mitchell, but if you, I don't really care to make a Donovan Mitchell to Malik Monk comparison when it comes to points per game or highlight plays or minutes per game or role, because I think all of those are very situational based. Like Donovan Mitchell was in the perfect situation in Utah in terms of what they needed and what he could provide. Whereas Malik Monk had players in front of him that were improving. Jeremy Lamb's improvement uh, stunted what Malik Monk could do on the court. And he had to shift to the point guard role, which also had an effect. So I don't I don't really care about that. But this I could I could stand to make a comparison on. I need to talk to my friends over well, not my friends, our boss, David Locke at Locked On Jazz and figure out how many sets they're running for Donovan Mitchell. But what worries me, David, is this line. is when Clifford talks about getting the ball to the appropriate person that the play is being run for. Like, that's the thing. When, when, when the point guard sets up the set, it's you have to know what the sets are and then know how to execute the set by, by making the first pass. A little worrying. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure other rookies have stuff simplified for them, uh, especially those that aren't used to playing the point guard or haven't played it um, since high school. So I don't know that that's anything groundbreaking. But at this point, I think they just, A, want him to get out there, get some experience, not have his confidence, you know, take a shot, which I think Malik, from all indications, is pretty confident regardless. But you don't want him to go out there and just be a total disaster running the team. So I think it makes sense to, to slow it down and simplify it a bit. The offseason is where he's going to, you know, really hopefully take a, a leap or take a jump or get more comfortable. So whatever they can do in these game situations, um, I don't know how many practices they have, you know, throughout the rest of the year, Doug, but what are they down to 18 games here? 19 games? 18. Like that. Yeah. So uh, they got to do all they can and just be successful right now. Maybe Michael Carter Williams can help them with that, but, I wouldn't be overly concerned about it just right now. Just It's just such a small sample size right now. It, it, this this season is almost like a redshirt year for him. 
Interesting. That's an interesting perspective that this would be considered just sort of a lost a lost seat. Well, I, I, I just mean, I, I don't I don't know that I don't know that sixty plus games is a terribly small sample size to expect someone to know. He's not playing. Uh, he's not playing in these games. But he's in the film room, right? I mean, he's at practice, right? Like he like yeah, to, to but... know the to know the sets. I think is what is what sticks out to me. What are the chances, David, right. that Malik Monk? thinks that he landed in the worst possible destination for his development as a player. What are the chances that Malik Monk thinks that? Pretty high. It's not New York, for one. Uh, that's that, that was the goal on draft night. But I don't. You, it's hard to write a worse script, you know? He wanted situation. to be rookie it's of the year. Bad. Yeah. He wanted to be and, rookie of the year. He wanted, yeah. and to do that, we know to be rookie of the year. What's the one thing you need to be rookie of the year? It's not points. It's not rebounds. It's not assists. The one thing you need to be rookie of the year is minutes. Burn minutes to get those points. Yeah. Okay. I I would imagine he's pretty frustrated with the situation. Doc, how can you not be? It, it is about the worst possible situation for him, game wise. Like. Team-wise, you know, Uh-oh, we may have lost David there for a second. He's clear, Maybe he's clearing his throat again. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I got you. No, sorry. Okay, you Steve don't. Smith Night is coming up on March 10th, a celebration of a Carolina Panther great and a celebration of the efforts that he made in the – or in st- is still making in the – Charlotte community, March 10th. The Hornets will take on the Suns at 5 o'clock p.m. We've got Pete Gwelly coming up in just a few moments. We're going to take a short break, and we'll get back to Pete. You're listening to Locked on Hornets. You are listening to the Locked on Hornets podcast. Here on Basketball Reference, one of my favorite things is the nicknames they have listed for people. Take a guess at what Zach Collins' nickname is. Uh, the, the Big Cricket. How am I supposed to compete with the big cricket? <laughs> Does make sense. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. All right, we have Steve Smith night coming up on March 10th. The Hornets will take on the Phoenix Suns at 5 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. As part of the team's final classic night of the season, the Hornets are honoring Charlotte sports legend Steve Smith, ice up, son, for his contributions on and off the field. A commemorative Steve Smith bobblehead, which I'm looking at right now, beautiful bobblehead, will be given to the first 7,500 fans in attendance. Joining us now to talk about it is the chief sales and marketing officer for the Charlotte Hornets, Pete Gwelly, the chief. Pete, what's going on? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We're going to get to the Steve Smith night uh, in just a moment, but I wanted to ask you, I I assume you went out to Los Angeles for the All-Star Weekend. I did. So what did you learn uh, in La La Land that you're going to bring back with you here to Charlotte uh, for next season's All-Star Game? You know, we're kind of in a unique position because, um, you know, we had the game, it was supposed to be played a couple of years ago, so we were doing some due diligence really early in this process 
And then we got a chance to reset and really think about the game again and go back out now to LA and, and get another look at it. But I'll tell you, it's going to be an absolutely amazing event. I, I don't think anything like this has ever happened in the city. It's really, in a lot of ways, the NBA's version of the Super Bowl. And and the, the league itself, they were here yesterday. We were walking the city, trying to get a handle on some of the things that we're going to be doing. They love the city for this event. Just, you can create almost an Olympic-style village-type opportunity in a you know, kind of a, a boundary that when people are within it, they're going to really feel like they can experience something special. But, you know, it's not anything necessary that I learned from going out to L.A. It just really reinforced how great this event is going to be for Charlotte. I have one favor to ask, Pete. Can we get of course? Can we get some high-profile celebrities to take part in the celebrity game? That is my my one wish. <laughs> Listen, I love Win Butler as much as the next guy, but if I have to see him shoot another three-pointer, I I might openly weep. Can you can you pull some yeah, strings, I mean, Pete? I think, I think we need to take a hard look at that roster. I agree. I, I, you know, I do find it entertaining, but if you get the right people, it is a lot better. You know, the other thing I would mention is, you know, I spent a lot of time at all-star Saturday night this year, and that's a, a tremendous event. And I don't know how it translated on TV this year to everybody, but in person, it's extremely well produced. It's really fast paced. It's exciting. They've done a great job at the three point and the slam dunk from a production standpoint. So I think, I think the bottom line is even if you can't get to the game, there's a ton of, kind of shoulder program or ancillary events that people can participate in that they're really going to enjoy when the game comes to town. All right, you heard it here. Pete Gwelly going to pull some string for, strings for us, get some better celebrities. Pete, who's the <laughs> biggest celebrity you have in your phone right now that is not part of the Charlotte Hornets organization? Man, that's a good question. I mean, obviously the biggest one is um, is part of our organization because you don't get much bigger than that. But I'll have to get – I'll have to get. let me think about that. Maybe I'll have an answer for you by the end. All right, I'll hold you to it. Okay, okay, so you're you're going to have a celebrity in on Saturday, Steve Smith, uh, all-time Carolina Panther, great. How did this Steve Smith night come together? Why Steve Smith, and why on Saturday? Well, I mean, listen, Steve's an icon in this town, and um, you know, as we start thinking about every year, we look at different sports celebrities potential um, from Charlotte, people that we might want to focus on or honor, and Steve just comes right to the top of the list and not only for what he did on the field. I mean, the numbers are, are astonishing, but it's really the off the field things that he does that set him apart and made him somebody that we wanted to honor here. You know, he's invested in Charlotte. He lives here. He's a philanthropist. His foundation is doing great, great work. He and his family, his wife, Angie are really committed to the market. So for us, that's what really put it over the top. Obviously there's been a lot of great athletes and celebrities that have gone through this marketplace but what Steve has done off the field as much as on is what really made us want to honor him here. And uh, this is the the second year now that you've done a Carolina Panthers bobblehead. We had the uh, Cam Newton bobblehead uh, as well. So how is the relationship between the two marketing teams there? Is there any like marketing team rivalry or you, do you guys get along very well there with the, with the Panthers? No, we, we, I think we get along really well. I think if you remember back the year we had the 48 win season, the Panthers, I think were 15 and one and went to the Super Bowl that year that was a renaissance of pro sports here in Charlotte. So it's the, you know, the high tide raises all boats kind of philosophy. If we're both doing well, people are focused on sports and um, you know, it's good for both organizations. So yeah, we try to cross over as much as we reasonably can. I know Kemba was out there banging the drum. I believe last year, you know, we did something with cam. Obviously, you know, we're going to do something with Steve, you know, Thomas Davis is retiring next year and he's been a huge supporter of our team and, and, um, you know, been a courtside seat holder for some time. We'd love to take a look at doing something with him, but 
We also aren't going to limit it to, you know, just NFL players. Um, you know, there's a lot of great athletes in other sports that, uh, that we'd love to do things out here with, uh, at the, at the arena and next year being the 30th anniversary, we're going to give some, you know, serious thought as to who we might want to bring out for next season. So you're honoring Steve Smith in part because of what he's done for the Charlotte community. Who do you think on this Hornets roster right now we will be honoring, you know, five, ten years from now for for their contributions uh, for Charlotte? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to overlook Kemba. Um, you know, been a Hornet obviously from day one, and now a two-time All Star, and and what he's done for the franchise and on and off the court. Um, another guy who's built a home here in Charlotte and considers this his home. Uh, you know, he'd be a hard guy to overlook down the line. You know, we, we love what he brings to the table every day here. And he's not, he's not just a great player. He's a, he's a great person. You know, what that guy you see on the court every day, the smiling guy, you know, who's really committed to his teammates. He's the exact same way off the court with every member of this organization. Um, somebody that, um, you know, I, I just hold in really high regard. Everybody here at the organization does. So I'm hopeful, you know, he's going to be here for a long time. We're going to have a lot of things to celebrate with him. Join now by... Pete Gwelly, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Charlotte Hornets, talking about Steve Smith Night coming up on Saturday. They're going to be giving away a Steve Smith bobblehead to the first 7,500 fans in attendance. Five o'clock tip time. That's an early tip time on Saturday. Do you like those early tip times? It seems there's been a few more this season. Is that something you'll be looking uh, to get a few more of the, the weekend early tip times? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, and we do. You know, they've, they've performed really well for us. I think on a Saturday night, particularly five o'clock, it's just more of a family environment and an opportunity to bring kids out to the games. I think people love coming early and then still having the night available. You know, NFL, NBA games are easy ingress and egress and they're, they're, you know, a couple of hours and you can still have the night ahead of you. And to take it a step further, those Sunday games we've had at one o'clock have been absolutely great performers for us. Another opportunity for families to come out and really enjoy it because, you know, um, the, the weeknights are great, but a Tuesday night, you know, getting home at, at nine 30, 10 o'clock is tough for, for a lot of families. So we like to sprinkle these in. We, you know, we love our, you know, our normal seven o'clock starts, but to be able to mix it up and get some earlier starts on the calendar has been really good for us attendance wise. You can follow Pete on Twitter at Pete Gwelly, G U E L L I Pete. I saw on Twitter that you had your eye on Malik Monk last night. His development certainly a story that we've been following here on the show, and that fans follow. He always gets a big reaction when he steps on the floor and does anything well. What did you mm-hmm. see last night from Malik Monk that you liked? Listen, we're everybody here who gets to see him every day in practices continues to be impressed by him. You know, there's always circumstances that determine playing time, but Malik Monk is is a talented kid i mean he's he's come out probably more mature offensively than maybe anybody that's come into the building since i've been here he's an explosive player i think you saw some of that last night he's fearless his you know what amazes me about him is you know he's incredible not only incredible shooter with unlimited range he's an amazing athlete so it was fun to watch him get an opportunity and get out there last night i I think people are going to be really excited by what they see from him towards the end of the season in the off season and then going into next year he's a really really talented player and you know, hopefully he's going to be a guy that can contribute to Forrest for a long time. Seemed looser, seemed more confident, seemed the production's not there quite yet, and and a lot of factors go into that. But he just seemed like he he was feeling, you know, he was feeling better last yeah. night. It's the little things, you know, when he came out of the court and he, you know, as opposed to worrying about getting the ball across half court, he immediately just exploded at the basket and scored. And some of the other things you notice, you know, they try to trap him at half court, and he makes a couple of really intelligent passers. I think he's really underrated in that regard as well. 
but you know, he's 19 years old. It just takes time. I, you know, Kemba came out, I think a couple of months ago and talked about how talented he thinks the kid is. And, um, you know, that's universal throughout the organization. So we're really looking forward to the future with Malik and, you know, an off season and a summer league and see what he can do on the court next year too. Looking towards the future, the Hornets are looking for a new general manager right now, a new front office piece. We've uh, seen some reports of the names that they are inquiring about right now. What kind of qualities will be most important in your mind in finding that next front office person uh, to lead this team in, in whatever direction it goes? Yeah, I can't, you know, I can't really get into specifics relative to the search, but I can tell you this much that it's an extremely thorough process. You know, we're looking for the absolute best person to lead basketball operations for this organization and someone with a, you know, with a philosophy that's going to come in here and be a leader on that side of the business. And, um, you know, we're confident that we're going to find that person. So it's, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's an exciting time for the organization to be able to go out and try to identify that person and bring them in and introduce them to the fans and the team and get people excited about next year. You know, if you think about it, you know, you'll have a new GM on board, um, you know, ready to go here in the near future. We're going into the 30th anniversary of basketball in Charlotte. We've got the all-star game next year. You know, I know it's been a challenging season for our fans in a lot of ways, but there is a lot of things to really look forward to going into next year. Pete Gwelly, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Charlotte Hornets. Always enjoy talking to Pete. And uh, next time, next time we're going to get that, we're going to get that celebrity name next time, I promise, Pete. We'll, we'll keep digging for, you know, just, uh, you know, the Saturday night is really shaping up to be a great night. And I know a lot of people are excited to honor Steve. So anybody that would like to come out here and join us, we would love to have you. All right, March 10th is that time, and they will be giving away this Steve Smith bobblehead. We put it on Twitter. Great bobblehead. Great time with you, Pete. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks very much. Take care. Big thanks again to Pete Gwelly, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Charlotte Hornets, for joining us here on Locked On Hornets. Make sure uh, you get to the arena on March 10th for that uh, Hornets-Suns game, 5 o'clock p.m., the tip, and get that bobblehead. And if you want a chance at a bobblehead, you can uh, join our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash L-O-H. Sign up. We'll be giving away one of these Steve Smith bobbleheads to one of our Patreon subscribers. You get uh, ad-free episodes. You get all kinds of uh, cool goodies if you join our Patreon page for as little as a buck. And you are supporting the local journalism that we do here. Uh, it does. It does take funds. We uh, we do. We spend a lot of money on the show. So uh, your help is always uh, appreciated. And uh, we. Uh, d- definitely it's a direct communication line uh, to us if you join that Patreon page. We'll give some podcasting tips. You'll get our thoughts on the Hornets as well. Uh, David, final thoughts to you as we close this show out as the Hornets get ready to take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Yeah, as much as we poo-pooed the chances, Doug, mathematically, they're still in there. And like I said, I think Clifford and the guys are continuing to play hard. Kemba had a horrible game last time out, so look for him to bounce back and play well. And then I think a lot of eyes are still going to be on Malik Monk, of course. Um, people want to see him play, and people want to see him improve. Um, I just think you still have to be patient with it, but you definitely want to see him be able to get a little more uh, acclimated to the situation. I mean, that's going to be something that the fans and the team can take into next year if he's able to show a few good outings here to end the season. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. And uh, there you can send us your questions, your comments. We're back again tomorrow with more 
For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.